Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. I have a couple of special guests in this morning. Uh, we're going to start with Derek Mason, a former Titans player and the co-chair of the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, so if you will, uh, tell people a little about yourself. You know, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, I am uh, the middle child of seven. Uh, So whatever that means. What do you you think it means, the middle child? It means we never get heard. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's noise on both sides, so the middle child never gets heard. I thought it Um, meant for a while that you were the baby. Yeah, I was. And then that went away. Uh And then you were the big brother and you got to be the boss for a while. Yeah, for a very short period. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, so um, to Michigan State, Mm -hmm. uh, graduated in 1997, uh, moved here in Nashville in 97, was married to my um, then wife, Marcy. We were married for 15 years. We had been dating two years prior to that, so total 17 years Mm -hmm. um, at one point. Uh, We have two beautiful children, um, Bailey, who's a senior um, in college, and my son, Derek, the second he's a freshman in college also nice um so i lived here for eight years here in nashville for eight years mm-hmm. um then moved away in 04 moved back again um here to stay in 2010 I, we just knew that nashville would be a place that uh we could call home did you enjoy being a titans player i really did um that seems like that know. would enhance your experience because people really revere the titans it seems like you walk into a place that everybody's like don't you hear the whispers like uh-huh. <laughs> like that you know yeah it was it was an opportunity um for all of us to essentially grow up in the city together really um yes because all you know we had a, a whole team a whole organization that was moving from houston and now you're involved with the american cancer society yes and what is the campaign the campaign is the real men wear pink campaign and uh, Lindsay langley um, asked me to be a part of it because she knew um, I've been knowing Lindsay for two, three years now. It's probably been longer than that. But she knew my story about my mom. Is she with the American passed. Cancer Society? Yes, she is. Um, she knew about my story. Okay. About well, my mom passing away. Um, so my let, mom let's hear it. was diagnosed with breast cancer um, early 2000s. Uh, and it was a rough time because not only was my mom diagnosed with breast cancer, shortly after that, my sister, my younger sister, passed away. So it was a rough time for my parents. Um, and my mom battled, battled, and my mom never complained, never complained. And I'm not saying she didn't have bad days, but she didn't complain. She just, she was a fighter. And that's mm-hmm. all, that's how I knew my mom. That's how everybody in the family knew my mom as a fighter. You think and, you got some of that from her? Oh, yeah, a lot of it from her. Um, and ultimately, uh, it uh, metastasized and went from her, from her breast. Um, to other spots in her body. And ultimately, um, in 2014, um, it, it got into her brain. And it was it was diagnosed or discovered sort of, you know, maybe a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my mom was walking down the stairs um, and fell. And my dad um, had to take her to the hospital. And she never came back home. So she mm-hmm. stayed in the hospital for almost a month, um, two weeks just in um, a hospital bed, and I think the last couple of days, or three weeks in a hospital bed, and the last couple of days in hospice, um, you know, we all got a chance to see her. Um, we all got a chance to just be around her, the family, mm-hmm. um, my siblings, obviously my dad, too. Um, 
and then my mom passed away in 2014. How um, old were you when she was diagnosed? And do you remember uh, that? Man, I was I was in my early 30s when my mom got diagnosed. Where were you and what were you doing? Uh, I was in Baltimore out? at the time. Uh, I was in Baltimore at the time when my mom got diagnosed with cancer. Um, and it was, she had beat it. You know, it was, okay, yeah, you have it. And, you know, we all, just like any other family does, you know, that that, that moment of the, a shock and grief for a moment. But then it's, okay, we're going to fight it. You're mm-hmm. going to beat it. Um, be no problem. And, you know, she, with the breast cancer, she did and, and went into remission. And, you know, she spent, you know, months without chemo or anything else. But then it showed up somewhere else. So she had to go through the chemo again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it went back into remission. And then the final time, it ended up in her brain. So I wish I was there more with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom would, I mean, my mom would call every day. She would call me literally every day. Really? And sometimes, you know, and, and I look back on it now and it's like sometimes you, when your mom call, it's like, ah, it's like I get to her. I get I get it later. I get it later. And we, we all do it. And, um, you know, you, you look back and say, man, maybe I should have answered one of those phone calls or three of those phone calls. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have more time with her. But, um, you know, my mom, like I said, my mom would call me every day. It didn't matter. Call me every day, leave a message if I didn't answer. What'd she say? Nah. Uh, she just, uh, just how I'm doing. She didn't, it was just call and say, hey, you know, they call me Rick, short for Derek. Uh, hey, Rick, how you doing? It's your mom calling and tell you I love you and see, see what's going on with the grandkids and you. And that's it. It was, and if I, if we talked, obviously we would talk about more than just that. Yeah. But she would leave messages and that's what it would be every time. Um, or just, she would tell me something about my brothers or sisters, so it didn't matter. Just think of that. So she's still, she was going through all of that and she still uh-huh. wanted to reach out and support you and oh, support the family I'm, listen, and to be there for you yes, guys. My mom, when I moved here to Nashville, I ended up getting a divorce and my ex-wife and I are still really good friends to this day. Good, good. Uh, I like that. She's a wonderful woman. That says a lot about you guys. Yes. Uh, What we do, we do for our children and our relationship um, is a really good one. So when she, my mom noticed I was by myself now and I can cook. I really can. I've sat in the kitchen many of hours with my mom just watching her cook. We all did. So I know how to cook. I just fell in love a little bit. (laughs) But my mom would come, you know, every Thanksgiving and cook. And, you know, that was her thing. She, you know, I'm not going to let you go without having a Thanksgiving meal. That, I, you know, I really appreciate it. My brothers and sisters probably didn't like it because <laughs> if they wanted to eat, they had to drive to my house, you know, hundreds of miles away, which they did. Um, <laughs> I would have but, to. Exactly. But, um, you know, she was always there, mm-hmm. ready to cook on Thanksgiving. So that's some of the stuff I do miss. Subsequent Thanksgivings after that, they just haven't been the same um, because you're always looking for your mom to cook or call or do whatever. And, you know, the first Thanksgiving was you know, because it was right after her passing. Oh. And the first holiday was Thanksgiving, big holiday, family holiday was Thanksgiving. Mm. And, you know, the family came to my house and, you know, my my sister and I cooked and uh, my dad helped some, but he was just relaxing. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was just that first Thanksgiving was tough, I think, for everybody. Um, so um, that's, you know, that's truly my why, um, because I, I know how much it hurt our family. I saw what my dad went through. Um, you know, my dad is, you know, he's a provider. He's, he, I'm going to show you my love by providing for y'all. I'm going to be a disciplinarian. I'm going to be uh, someone that's there, um, a role model. 
but my dad didn't show. He wasn't like the dad that showed a lot of feelings. Uh, he didn't emotions. call you every day exactly. and say, I love you, Absolute, man. Absolutely. He does it now. He and I talk, and he, and he does it now. Um, but that was the first time when my sister passed and then my mom passed. That was the first time I saw him break down. So I know how devastating it can be, even to the strongest of people, uh, when something like that infiltrates your family mm-hmm. and just messes up the whole dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you fight it and you and you get through it and you battle and you get through it, it still does something to the family. Um, either it's going to bring them closer together or, you know, ultimately it's going to, you know, have the family mourn at the end. But, you know, whatever I can do, whatever Rashad can do, and, 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 you know, the people over at ACS or those men that are choosing to be a part of this uh, Real Men campaign, anything we can do so the families don't have to go through uh, what we went through. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. And we're talking today about the Real Men Wear Pink campaign for the American Cancer Society. And we're talking with former Titans player uh, Derek Mason. He's the co-chair of the Real Men Wear Pink. Mm-hmm. What does that mean you do? You wake up in the morning... Are you dressed all in pink every day? What are you doing? Well, I'm not dressed in pink all every day, but I do. It looks good I on you. I do have my pink uh, rib, uh, my pink um, bracelet on every day to represent uh, real men wear pink. I'm, I'm telling you from my heart, like, this is why I'm doing it. My mom, I lost my mom to it. Um, so this is why I have chosen uh, to be a part of the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. And if they ask me again next year, I will do the same thing next year um, because I think my why um, is enough. I think my why is the whys of a lot of other people out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And as soon as you told me yours, I was like, well, I can relate because this person in my life, I can relate because of that person in my mm-hmm. life. And that's that tends to be the reason why most of us have a why mm-hmm. is because of someone we love who has had to battle it or who we've lost. Exactly. And how it's left this hole mm-hmm. in our lives. And we don't want to have to deal with that. We don't want to have to not let them enjoy living exactly. and enjoy those Thanksgivings. Yeah. Is there anything in particular like if. If somebody wants to give to your campaign specifically, how do they do that, Derek? They can go to either they can go to my Facebook page, Derek Mason eighty five. Um, they can go to my um, Instagram page, is Derek Mace eighty five eighty five, or they can go to acsevents.org. and um, my my page is on there. You can uh, directly donate to it. There'll be a lot of people giving like one dollar today. Hey, one dollar, yeah. Please give one dollar. One dollar. If, if you know, if, if a million people give give one dollar, then hey, yeah, we, we're there. <laughs> we surpassed our goal. Any any word of encouragement that you want to give to other people who are who are trying to raise money, maybe on their own, maybe not mm-hmm. even in the real men wear pink campaign, but. Mm-hmm thinking maybe I'll raise a little money. Maybe I'll go to the drive-through, the drive-by and donate a little cash. Mm-hmm. Any encouragement? Just, uh, my encouragement or, or my words to you would be figure out first why you're doing it. Um, and the why might be there quickly. The why might be sitting next to you. The why, you know, might be two houses down. The why might be a coworker, you know, a friend. When you're raising money, to me, just be honest to people about why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
think if you're honest with people about why you're doing it mm-hmm. um, and they can see it in you, then they're going to give. I think there are a lot of compassionate people and empathetic people in this world. Yeah. And if you approach them in that way, then they will. Uh, a lot of people give you the shirts off their backs if they if they needed to. So. And all we're asked for is a little money. Absolutely. Derek Mason, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fabulous. So now we're going to play a little musical chairs. We switch to our second guest, Rashed Fakhrudin. He's the co-chair as well for the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink. So welcome. Thank Thank you for coming in. Uh, We know what the Real Men Wear Pink program is, but kind of recap for those who've been listening from the start. We have so many American Cancer Society chapters across the nation. And so every chapter tries to recruit uh, so many men leaders or just men in general who are passionate about raising money and awareness towards, you know, this fight towards breast cancer through awareness, research, and survivor support. And so Nashville has uh, really picked it up, even though this has recently been, you know, it's formulated several years ago, Mm -hmm. starting from West Nashville, as Derek had shared. And so as this year, they they recruited co-chairs. And so I was very honored when they said I'd be working with uh, Derek Mason and everything's been amazing. And by the way, I hope our, you know, the Titans were one yard short of the goal 20 years ago of winning the Super Bowl, right? So this year, Derek Mason is $1 away from reaching Whoa! his goal. I am going to, I'm gonna, I, did, I did give a little contribution in the very beginning to his campaign. But I can do something about it. You can too, but I'll beat you to it. (laughs) (laughs) Rashid wants to be the one to get him there. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, the more people that you talk with, uh, uh, they've been really getting on board. And as co-chairs, Derek and I, we've doubled the number of uh, people who participated last year. And the more participation, the more awareness, the more funds. And the interesting thing is that the people we talk to and who get on board, they just all have the shared passion. There's a, a, you know, a goal of you know, helping women who are battling breast cancer. And if you, we know one in eight women uh, are going to be detected with breast cancer yeah. in their lifetime. They'll get that diagnosis and that's, they'll hear those words. That's a huge number, that, which means the probability that everyone around us has someone in mm-hmm. their life, a loved one, uh, that's impacted their lives. And so, or will. Or will, yeah. and especially people who've had their loved ones, uh, you know, battle uh, breast cancer are like, yeah, let me do something. There's more that we can do about it. I love the group we have. Unfortunately, we can't meet in person like we used to. Like last year was my first, first year getting on board when the American Cancer Society's former director uh, had asked me if I'd like to be part of it. And this was in late September. We just met by chance. And I was like, I'm already involved with... Uh, with AMEND, you know, uh, YWCA and uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I don't know if I can carry two, oh. two loads in one month. But then I thought about my dear cousin, Tasneem. Uh, she had just battled breast cancer. Thank God she's a survivor. But in 2016, after being diagnosed, and she's like a mentor to me. She's older than me. She's an educator. She taught me a lot as a kid. Uh, you know, so very dear to me. And so every year we would participate in these breast cancer walk. I'd help arrange that. I was like, that's the least least I can do for my cousin. And this year, I was like, last year, I was like, maybe I can, you know, stretch it a little further. You know, this is my cousin who's just finished battling cancer. She went through chemo, radiation. Her energy level went down. 
luckily she was a survivor, but you know, it's just that recovery is awful. And I was like, let me do something just for her. And so I was like, I'll do it one time. And once I got on board, learned about the statistics and about like others who are, uh, you know, other stories I got to learn about and people who are, you know, gravitating around this cause, I just fell in love with it. I was like, I'm going to do this every year. And then I get a call from Lindsay in May, like, can you chair it? And I'm like, well, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to take on more than I can do, but let me think about it. By the end of the conversation, I said, I'll do it, but get me a co-chair. And if you can, get me someone in the Titans organization or a country music fan, a star. A couple of months later, they sent me an email that said, we got good news for you. We got Derek Mason. We got a celeb. And yeah. I was like so happy because <laughs> I was a big fan of Derek and still upset. Not upset. I was like sad we lost Derek. And he had like so many. I mean, he's a, a Hall of Fame uh, candidate this year. He won't talk about it, Whoa, but so I'll talk about Derek. it. I mean, he, he's like, uh, he's above Michael Irvin in, in yards, uh, overall yards in the NFL. He's not an honorary co-chair. He's doing work. So right. it's not like, like a celebrity, like, hey, we just have your name there. Mm -hmm. Both of us, we got our, you know, we're grinding it down and we've, we've recruited a lot of more candidates. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, Coach Stackhouse. Mm -hmm. And, so uh, he's doing the real men wear pink. Yeah, and with his, you know, everyone has their their level of influence in different areas. Mm -hmm. And Coach Stackhouse, I read his little bio, and I was like, let me be the first to donate to his campaign. You know, like, how can we pick each other up? I remember yeah. Derek promoted my campaign, like, several weeks ago, Support Rochette. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, how can we help support each other? So yeah. the more fr a lot of friends who have who have got on board and like, let's just pitch in, you know, yeah. pitch in whatever you can, 10, 20. Mm -hmm. If you want to do more, 100, 1,000, do it. But, you know, do something for for this cause. So I, I got really passionate about it. And now I'm, I'm like, I'm here for the rest of as long as I can live. You know? <laughs> we love and that. We want, we want to get the more the merrier. The more candidates you have, the more money you're going to raise, mm -hmm. the more awareness. And it's it's a it's a lot of grassroots. American Cancer Society is awesome, and our new director, of course, Lindsay Langley. Mm -hmm. So I got to be friends. With, we were Facebook friends for a while, and uh, but then over the last year, and just like Derek, I mean, uh, she's awesome. And so you're kind of getting in front of that. She's she's very awesome, and uh, yeah, she's very driven and, and, and very and motivated. And the group we work with, I mean, Audrey, Debbie, so far Peyton, and so forth, mm -hmm. they have all the ingredients for success. And mm -hmm. American Cancer Society. Hope Lodge and Survivor Support, everything American Cancer Society does, it's, it's just very appealing to me. We're talking about the Real Men Wear Pink program, part of the American Cancer Society's push to raise money for support and for research and um, looking for a cure. And we have one of the co-chairs from the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink, Rashed Fakhrudin, with us. Uh, so, Rashed, uh, tell people what some of the things that the American Cancer Society does. Let's kind of clarify. You said Hope Lodge, which is? Yeah, that's for, you know, families that have loved ones who are uh, diagnosed with cancer. What do they do? I mean, not everyone lives in Nashville mm -hmm. who's diagnosed with uh, any sort of cancer. It's not just breast cancer. Well, the American Cancer Society has this big building on off of Charlotte where families that, you know, they can't afford to rent a, you know, hotel, hotel go room. live in, a, stay in a hotel for two, three weeks. I mean, granted, even a week, a mm -hmm. day 
costs a lot in Nashville. So, uh, you know, they provide the accommodations, make it really welcoming and friendly. You should, anyone who has a chance, go visit and mm-hmm. see what's, what the American Cancer Society is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's part of survivor support that uh, the American Cancer Society does. In addition, of course, everyone knows about the money that gets poured into research mm-hmm. that's greatly needed. And the awareness component, I mean, uh, being part of Real Men Wear Pink allowed me to now share with the same passion, you know, the information that comes to me to disseminate it to people in my circle and, you know, through social media Mm -hmm. and so forth. So things like the the information like one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer during her lifetime. And the fact that now more than ever before, women are surviving a diagnosis. Yes. Before it was. It was uh, like a death sentence. It was just you're, you have breast cancer. And, and we didn't have the treatments. We didn't have the new chemos, the new drugs, the new uh, ways to even counteract the, the side effects of the drugs. Things right. are improving all the time in our fight against breast cancer. So that's the kind of information that the Cancer Society, American Cancer Society, is pushing out and spreading so people are more aware of it. Oh, yeah, and especially early detection. Is mm, yes. At, with now with COVID, a lot of people, not just breast cancer mammograms, but all types of screenings uh, with your own colon screening, it's gone down. Mm-hmm. And even though now the hospitals have opened up and allow for screening, a lot of people are afraid to go. And they shouldn't be. They, they need... It, I mean, if any message to get out of this this year's campaign, besides raising uh, money, the awareness component is get your screening because early detection can be the difference between life and death. And I think it's like a 94%, 93% survival rate when you do get detected early. And so with all that awareness that and, you know, self-exams, it is so important. I yeah. mean, uh, you don't want to be, no one wants to have to, you know, hit cancer at stage three or four, yeah. especially four when it's, you know, the survival rate is so low. Okay. So what are you doing in particular to raise money? You've got a couple of things going on. Okay. So uh, I started something. It's it's the inaugural fitness crawl to fight breast cancer. And uh, last year, and I do a lot of fitness. I'm a member of Bar 3. Uh, it's helped me when I had a bad back. And then especially I had a freakish open heart surgery mm. two and a half years ago due to a bacteria infection. Wow. And so my cardio rehab was Bar 3. And it combines uh, strength, conditioning, cardio, and mindfulness. It's, it's uh, a lot of cardio. And that's and exercise, exercise. and being uh, and eating well and not being overweight are... It's, all things that can help fight breast cancer. It's a cancer. preventive measure for mm-hmm. breast cancer, any type of cancer, and health, COVID, whatever it is. The more he- the healthier habits we have, both on diet and exercise. Some people think uh, I got to exercise to look like this or that. No, it, it, you can do that for whatever reason. For health and for preventive diseases, it is so important to get a regimen in one's lifestyle. So, in one's daily routine. So, what I thought about. Being tied to a lot of the fitness community, and I have a good friend who's the owner of Nashville Fit Magazine, Ryan mm-hmm. Freebing. I met up with him, and I was like, you know, with COVID, a lot of the fitness studios have been suffering, and especially with the regulations. Oh, yeah. I have three friends who had to close. One permanently, and two went to online. Uh, and uh, they were all by, but coincidentally, Lululemon ambassadors. I had 12 friends who are owners mm-hmm. of fitness studios. 
let me get with them and ask them if they'd be interested, because some of them supported my campaign Mm -hmm. last year. And without any exception, I mean, they all jumped on it. And then I told them, hey, you know, I'm also wanting, besides breast cancer awareness, I want to bring awareness to the fitness and exercise fitness community. So it's a two-way streak. It's like, you know, through this crawl, people will know more about your fitness studios and will think about, you know, Taking you know taking a class maybe they'll get mm-hmm. it hooked onto it become a member and, or buy a package and also stay healthy and it'll take that stigma away from it that I don't know what it's like they get to check it out oh yeah you know and uh, and these twelve studios and if I should mention can mention them we have uh, five yoga studios including uh, liberation yoga bend and descend yoga uh, shakti yoga and then uh, liberation and you said liberation and new power yoga and yoga mats okay and uh, all of these are different types they're two virtual classes that are being offered and any donation all donations go towards real men were pink Good. campaign so it's benefiting uh, breast cancer then we have two uh, Bar 3 Studios in Nashville and in Brentwood. And then they have a Pink in the Park event, Bar 3 Nashville, on October 25th on Centennial, in Centennial Park good, good. on the 25th. And then we have two, uh, three Cycle Bar uh, Studios, and they just had their first one. They raised over $500 to nice. the ride. And then we have uh, two Pilates Studios, Marathon Pilates and uh, Melioria uh, Pilates. And we have... Uh, uh, four Orange 3 Fitness uh, Studios, Brentwood, Melrose, uh, Midtown, and Green Hills. The owner's my classmate and friend, so she did that. I hope I covered all of them. But How many places involved in the fitness crawl? So there are tw- uh, 12 owners, 18, 17 studios. Do I have to go to all of those? Oh, no. You, you pay. You choose which one you want to go. You can go to all. Sunday the 25th. We have three back-to-back-to-back events. It's almost like a bar crawl. You go from cycle bar, which the <laughs> which the the Olympia, the instructor, she's going to match everyone who who reserves a spot, okay. pays a spot. That's twenty-five or six spots. Okay. Then we have bar three Brentwood, and then we have Pink in the Park with bar three Nashville. So we should be as healthy as possible as ever during the month of October. Okay. He goes. It's <laughs> almost like a bar crawl, except no alcohol. <laughs> and you're going to exercise a lot. Derek Mason could do that, maybe. <laughs> but you can pick, and we can get all the information about the yes. specific events. Right. Uh, where at your page? Yeah. If one wants to find me on Rashad underscore daddy, that's my what kids. What is it? Rashad underscore daddy. Underscore that's on daddy. Instagram. Under Instagram. Okay. My, my kids set it up. Uh, and uh, Or they can, they can go actually to the main page on... Uh, www.realmenwearpinkacs.org mm-hmm. and then slash Nashville uh, TN. And that'll give all the candidates. So I don't want to hog the sp- uh, spotlight. Okay. You can go to Derek's page there, 61 candidates. So realmenwearpink.org? Realmenwearpinkacs. ACS. Dot org. Dot org. And then you go to the Nashville, Nashville. Tennessee. Okay. But for me, my, my specific page can be found there as through there, my link, as well as Derek's, Jerry's, Coach Stackhouse, and any one of the 61 candidates, you know, you can support. But the uh, fitness crawl is also posted there okay, as good. well as post the schedule, as well as posted on my uh, on my specific page and Instagram and Facebook, Rashad Fakhruddin. Perfect. Any uh, final thoughts to other guys who are maybe considering coming on board? Yeah, do it. Uh, you know, I, last year I was like afraid. Uh, I asked the director, what if I don't raise 2500 mm-hmm. 
I was so afraid, but it's been so easy. I've never, I mean, it takes a lot of energy on our part, but you know, people will donate and we're not saying donate 1,500. My aunt did donate a lot. She donated 200 and yesterday I visited her and she said, I'm sorry, I couldn't donate more. She just like retired. I said, you donate 200. That's a lot. And so, you know, $10, $5, whatever one can do, but don't leave and ask without giving, you know, this is for a great cause. It, you know, we can save lives. I mean, this is important. I do have another event that I'm, I'm working on, mm-hmm. which is a three point shootout. So I'm going to challenge everyone to go around the world. You know, COVID, we can't travel as much, mm-hmm. but you can play around the world and travel around the world by shooting threes. And so every shot I haven't decided yet you miss, you'll donate it. Five dollars to my campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So that's in, that's that's in the works. Though. That's in the works. Okay. So main thing is to find out the events because you have things ongoing. You have things ongoing, Rashid. So mm. to find out what events he has coming up, you need to kind of keep going back to his page. Yes. And okay. the main page, you can see others. Coach Stackhouse are going to do something with okay. the basketball team. Okay. Good. Everyone has these uh, different campaigns. There's and their specific way of raising specific, money. You have to be Derek. What, what is yours? You just walk up and just tell your story, or do you strong arm a little bit? Or <laughs> he leaves the strong arming to the last. He's <laughs> <laughs> Derek Mason walks up and tells you he wants some money. Rashad, thank you very much for what you do. If you, you think of anything else that we didn't have time to cover today, send it to me. We'll post it along with our story on the Focus Facebook page. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you. you, Anna Marie. Rashad Fakhruddin, the co-chair of the American Cancer Society's Real Men Wear Pink campaign. And thanks also to Derek Mason uh, for joining us today. Thank you, guys. We'll put all the information on our Focus Facebook page along with lots of links and lots of info if you want to find out more about the American Cancer Society or about the Real Men Wear Pink program or if you just want to reach out and see what's available. Thank you. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.